shining a light on podcasts and videos that have caught our attention. The Spotlight with Jen Spiker. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. As you can appreciate, there is a dramatic contrast between what happens here in Australia when children who are at risk are in some ways moved into foster families and into a process where they can be protected and developed. I wonder what you think happens in the developing world, a nation like Zimbabwe. We're back today with Debbie Brennox. Debbie leads the Sandra Jones Centre in Bulawayo in the African nation of Zimbabwe. A significant spot when it comes to girls because figures show one in three girls will be sexually abused before they reach the age of 18. And now, over these years, more than 1,600 children have passed through the care at the Sandra Jones Centre in Bulawayo. Debbie Brannox is back with us. Hello, Debbie. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. It's nice to be back. Well, here you are in Australia and an Aussie girl who's been working in Zimbabwe for three decades and you're on a bit of a holiday at the present time. I hope that's really restful and refreshing for you because when you're back home now in Zimbabwe, uh, the work you do is very important and there are a lot of young girls counting on you uh, to set the pace for them. That's right. We've got At the moment, we've got about 85 children in our care. But as, as you just said, we've had 1,600 come through our doors in the last 15 years. Um, it's a big job, yes. Now, some of these kids, let's just set a context here. Some of these children arrive very young, some of them from being babies and toddlers, and the possibility of them staying with you for their entire children's lives, a development right up till they're perhaps 18 years of age and uh, able to go out on their own. It's a process, isn't it, that you are constantly working on? Yes, it is. Um, We can get children from from three, two, three years old. The youngest rape victim that we had was three. She was raped by her father. Um, But a lot of the children that come to us as well have been abandoned and so um, as much as we try very, very hard to try some, to find family for them, that's not always possible. And so those children then will live with us until they're 18. And so almost all of the children that come to you are coming from a traumatic experience and oftentimes sexual abuse. And they come into a family where there's a certain nurturing level that they've never experienced before. That's, that's exactly right. And it's something that they all comment on. Um, we have one little girl. She's never been able to tell us her story. She's 11 now. Um, they usually, all the children eventually tell us what happened, but she can't. I think it's just too traumatic for her. But she expresses herself through letters, and so she writes to the staff all the time, um, and this, it's the same message. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for making me feel safe. You know, it's such an important work that you do. And when you think of uh, those early childhood years uh, through into teenage years and into teenage years, and here you are a mum to all of these girls, uh, what a tremendous responsibility on your shoulders. And you've got to think about how you can 
prepare them to launch out into the world on their own and be able to survive. And you have what is running called the Fruitful Harvest Training Centre. It's not just about an education with the three R's, reading, writing and arithmetic. You've got to prepare these girls for real-life careers. That's right. What happens is um, a lot of times when the girls come to us, they've had no education. Um, the stories are almost the same. They're orphaned. They go and spend, go and live with aunt and uncle. Aunt and uncle can't afford to keep them because of the economic situation in the country. They don't send them to school because they can't pay their school fees. And the girl is then left at home with the uncle because he's not employed. You know, Zimbabwe has about a 90% unemployment rate. So it's the same story over and over again. And that's where the abuse takes place. So when these kids come into your care and you're preparing them to leave the Sandra Jones Centre and to take their place in society, you're training them in uh, areas like farming and catering and hospitality. These are the sorts of jobs they're likely to get if they are trained. Yes, that's right. What we do is we spend the first year training them more in um, farming skills, agriculture, even how to run a chicken project. I mean, it, to us it sounds... Who would want to do that? But one of our girls um, who graduated from our school a few years back is making a very good living to the point she's 24 now and she's got two people employed under her. So it can be done. Um, but if the girls don't want to do farming, and a lot of them choose to do it, if they don't, we offer them skills in dressmaking, hairdressing, um, cooking and catering, and even making crafts that they can sell. Um, and then when they've finished their training, we we usually try very hard to get an attachment for them so they can go to a place that does dressmaking. They go onto a farm um, and put their skills into practice. And because they've been so well trained, so many of them have been given employment after their attachment. And that all speaks well, too, for the next young girl who's coming through the system. When you're looking for that attachment to an employer, uh, you're being looked upon favourably by those employers because they're getting well-trained young women. That's right. And, you know, we, we teach them the importance of being on time and, we you know, of, of, of sticking to their commitment, of responsibility, you know, of integrity. These things we spend a lot of time speaking into their lives um, because if I'm looking to employ somebody, that's what I'm looking for. And you've got this wonderful ethos that has shaped the entire Sandra Jones Centre uh, since its inception, uh, a Christian foundation. So these ethics of integrity and the biblical appreciation we might have of how a life is shaped is introduced to these young girls from the, the very earliest times when they arrive on your steps? From the day they arrive, we, we begin to talk to them about Jesus Christ because one of the things, first things that we do is pray with them when they come. You know, they're very, very broken when they come to us. They've been through trauma that we can't even imagine. Um, things, you know, we had one girl that her mother forced her into prostitution when she was six years old. So when she came to us, she was 12. And she was about as broken as you could could imagine. So um, they're very receptive to the message of Jesus Christ because it's talking about the unconditional love that Christ offers and, and giving hope to these girls. I think that's one of the first things we want to tell them. Uh, for me, the first message is you're safe here. Nothing's going to happen to you. 
And then from then on, it's talking about the hope that they can have, a hope for a future. And one of the resounding messages is um, you don't have to remain a victim. You can be victorious. And you're preparing these girls for a whole life. So it's not just, as we say, a schooling, not even just a vocational training. But without that faith element, uh, these kids don't face any hope because, as you say, with a 90% unemployment and with a culture that doesn't support respect for women, unless they have that undergirding in their life, they really are going to leave you out into a big wide world that has no hope for them. That's right. And we are the only home that I know of in in Zimbabwe that doesn't force our girls to leave once they reach 18. Most homes, once you reach 18, you, you your children have to leave. And we don't do that because the message that we give the girls when they come is, you've come home to family. We are family. And just because your daughter turns 18 years old doesn't mean she has to leave home. And so we don't let them leave until we know that they've got a place to go, where they're going to be safe, that they've got employment. And in fact, one of the things that we do with the training centre is they each get their own garden bed um, where they grow their vegetables. And then as a centre, we buy their vegetables and then we bank their money for them. And when they leave, we give that back to them as a little, um, you know, it can be four or $500 to get them started. Well, it's a very different situation than our Aussie listeners will be aware of, as you say. And for those who might be thinking, I've been looking for a mission activity to support, and I'm hearing about the Sandra Jones Centre, I relate to the idea that even girls... I don't say that disrespectfully, we'll learn about farming, a chicken project, a rabbit project, a patch of land where they're growing vegetables, where they're learning to farm so they can stand on their own two feet, coming from this Christian foundation and learning how to relate to society. People like that, listening to our conversation today, thinking they'd like to become a friend of yours, Debbie, uh, how do people connect with you? Well, If they want to make a donation, if they want to sponsor the children, one of the children, and the children love that, they love to have someone sponsoring them because to them they identify with their sponsorship as a family and most of them don't have that. No, Most of them have got nobody that they can call family. So it's very important to them. Um, They can make a donation and if they make it through GDG, which is the Global Development Group, they can even get a tax deduction for their donation. So... um, Look, we're, we're always needing help. You know, we've got 80-odd children and 30 staff and a big property, 23 acres of land. Um, at the moment, we don't have one even one inch of land that's not being used. So, we're you know, we're servicing every bit of land that we've got. Okay, exciting times ahead. And I think you mentioned $40 a month that's will right. be able to sponsor a child. I'll put people in touch with you via your website, sandrajonescentre.org. That's sandrajonescentre.org. Debbie Brennox, our guest. Debbie, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us and just uh, excited about the way that these young women uh, have a life ahead because of the good work that you're doing and helping to shape their lives. Thanks for being with us on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported.
Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.